0: lunchtime rocks
1: sexy. <laughs> you
0: mean good dinner time tab tab we're getting to the, the dinner hour over here i How honestly
1: feel like i haven't spoken to you in so long i'm sorry if guys if this is a little echoey i'm in my new airbnb in the middle of
0: melbourne
1: um so i have to set up a studio here but um i feel like i haven't talked to you in like forever
0: oh my god Tamman, it. it's literally been it's been like probably six weeks since we recorded, Mm -hmm. like, because we banked so many towards the end of the year last year, we were like,
1: you know. know. To give ourselves a little break, guys. So we bank so that we can give a little bit of a break, some (laughs) self-care. Right. (laughs) Rest our voices for you guys. Rest our voices. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's just been, I don't know, like, how do you feel? Like January for me, like, I want to, like, get going for the year. Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's just, like, all sort of, you're just kind of getting December sorted out and paying mm. bills for December. Like, it never feels like, you know, how it's like, oh, it's a new year. And mm. like, we're gonna, so much is good is gonna happen. And so much work is gonna happen. It's kind of like, it starts off really intensely. I feel like every January, because people are like back to the races and wanna mm-hmm. work, but then like, it kind of slows down. I feel, I don't know about your business and industry, but it kind of like slows down and then it kind of picks back up again. So I don't know, how's January been for you?
0: Oh my God, Taman. It has been, well, we came back obviously from like the holiday and everything up, you know, back to like Omicron central. So basically Mm -hmm. all of my, like so many work things that I had planned have gotten canceled. Like Mm -hmm. Sundance got canceled and like Grammys got pushed and like all these different award shows and big kind of events have gotten like, you know, pushed to the side or canceled completely. So I am like, what is going on? You know? So I'm just sort of now playing it day by day, you know, because I think um, going into the new year, I was really excited about like, yeah. you know, things going, you know, going down and happening and, you know, really being able to get back out there, especially doing a lot of like red carpet Absolutely. And, uh, events. But now, you know, we're, I feel like we're sort of back to 2020 in a weird way. Cause it's like, Things are getting canceled. Like mm-hmm. we just had, we had an event last night that was all on zoom. Like one of the award shows from Sundance decided to carry on, but they did it, you know, safely over zoom. So now we're sort of mm-hmm. back in that weird, like where we're doing like, yeah. things on zoom a lot now again. And it's like, I'm, I feel like we're regressing a little bit.
1: You know, Yeah, it's, you know, cause Australia was like this, you know, middle of nowhere place where, you know we were able to, you know, there was no COVID here because everything was completely shut out. So like there was no COVID. We were able to live a completely normal life. Like all the borders were shut, which wasn't great because obviously we didn't get to see my parents, but what was great about it was that, you know, we, we didn't have to worry about COVID. We didn't have to worry about masks. We didn't have to worry about anything. And then they made a decision around January uh just before the, the holidays and they decided to open the borders they decided to get vaccination rates up to we're at like 95 percent vaccination in australia which is oh, really high wow um yeah where we are i think is like 96 percent or something mm-hmm. crazy so what they said is they're going to get the vaccination rates up really high and then they were going to open the borders and it was just fascinating because the minute they opened those borders we went from zero to cases to like 20,000 cases a day. I think where we're at right now is about 40,000 cases a day. And remember Australia is like, you know, I think it's 30 million, the population. So it's like we're much smaller than the US. And we're still having those cases. The good news is because the vaccination rates are so high, there's very little people who are going to the hospital. Mm. Um, so that is a positive, but mm. I think the whole point is like, once Omicron comes in, because we are seeing vaccinated people getting it, they're just not getting as sick. Um, you know, we, we're seeing every like I, I know 25 people who have it right now. <laughs> oh my
0: God it's
1: everywhere it's rampant it's like
0: all over the place it's all over school you know I mean just yeah yeah every day and it's sort of like I don't know I feel like and tell me if you feel like this too we're sort of at this place where it's like we've come so far and we've you know been able to kind of figure out a way a little bit of living Mm -hmm. with it you know versus Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. you know 100% shutting down again that I feel like I don't know I feel like hopefully it'll start declining soon here in Los Angeles but like Mm -hmm. while it's still high I mean I feel like we're sort of trying to maneuver around it a little bit while being safe of course you know keeping yeah 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 yeah. and everything but I don't know I feel like in some ways I feel like we still have to kind of try to make our way through it I mean while being careful how do you feel Mm -hmm. about it
1: I don't feel the fear, like when, when COVID first, you know, came about, I feel Mm -hmm. like there was so many unanswered, like so many, there was no answers for a lot Mm -hmm. of this and we didn't have a lot of information. We didn't have a lot of data. Like we've been in this now for two years. Uh So we do know what, what is looking like it's working, what isn't working. It does look like masks definitely help. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that like the fear is there, but we know how to protect ourselves, you know, when we know what happens, like when you do get it, like, what do you do? Like, what's the protocol? Um, so I don't feel as afraid but the lack of fear might also be from just having just being exhausted by it Mm -hmm. you know we we all have they call it COVID fatigue it's like you kind of know that it's still there and you know it could be dangerous and you know that if someone in your family got it you don't know if it's gonna go down Mm -hmm. great but you're just so exhausted by the constant like overthinking and the fear and the checking and the cleaning and the you know that we've kind of like a lot of people have just kind of that vigilance mm-hmm. has gone down because we're just tired we're tired mm-hmm. and we're worn out from it like i feel like me like um i'm in melbourne here uh doing mm-hmm. a, a tv show and i'm exercising at this place called f45 which is amazing and it's a really hard workout like it's a it's a um circuit workout and it's a it's a lot of breathing and cardio and weights. And I am the only person that has my mask on. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I look like the weirdo in the room. Like I want to give myself at least some kind of layer of protection. Right. that when i go home to my family like i just wouldn't forgive myself if it was like i could have just worn a mask in the exercise class you know i mean like it's not comfortable Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good but i was thinking about this the other day like because i I know some people are like well masks don't work or they do work and there's that whole debate but my question is like if they don't work Mm -hmm. and you're uncomfortable and that sucks Mm -hmm. but if they do work you could have saved someone's life Mm So is it worth being uncomfortable for the off chance that you could save someone's life? Right. It seems like a very small price to pay,
0: you know, to, Mm -hmm. to do, to wear a mask and it's not you I know mean, it's not that restrictive it's not as if it's like kind of like cool it now <laughs> Like yeah, no.
1: actually, <laughs> when i don't wear it i'm like this is so weird
0: <laughs> actually in the winter it keeps my face warm when i'm outside and if it's windy and a little bit yeah, chilly, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you, you nice don't have to make for-
1: you don't have to look at people i don't have to <laughs> no. smile it's
0: so great <laughs> yeah. and i can just do my makeup up to my eyes and like i know i'm like i don't life. even have to
1: look good it's great <laughs> i think it's wonderful
0: yeah yeah no it's very you know it, to me i feel like in my opinion it is a small pl- price to pay to wear a mask you know i feel like it's a smart thing to do and i I might even do it after COVID is over during flu season like if yeah you know i mean just to protect myself because i personally am somebody that is not good when they're sick i'm not good being down and out like i'm miserable i'm not a like fun person to be around. I just, I Mm -hmm. hate the feeling, you know, so I'd rather not get sick, you know, in like, not even just with COVID with anything, with the flu, with the cold, with any of it. How about you? Are you a good, like when you
1: get sick, can you, are you pretty chill about it? I honestly don't get that sick. Like ever. I feel like the last time I got a flu was Uh when Phoenix was two. Oh, so it's been, she's eight. Oh, wow. I haven't, but I don't do the flu shot. And then maybe, maybe I should do the flu shot. I, I, I don't do the flu shot. Um, because I haven't really had the flu really. Oh. If I was getting the flu every year, like my husband gets the flu shot, but that's because every single year he gets the flu, but yeah, he gets, so he gets the flu shot and gets the flu every year.
0: Or no, he gets- I think so. (laughs) But maybe
1: it wouldn't be, maybe it's not as bad as it could have been.
0: Yeah, yeah. Maybe it like takes it down a notch, you know? Yeah. That that might actually be a good idea for him to to continue doing because of his COVID, you know, spell that he had. Mm -hmm. Like, So maybe Mm -hmm. that is good for him to get both, you know?
1: Yeah, so he does. Do you guys get the flu shot? So I don't get the flu shot because
0: it's made with eggs. so I'm allergic to it. So i unfortunately, I know unfortunately i would get it if i could just to have the extra yeah protection. yeah yeah
1: is there an eggless one is there a vegan blue <laughs> shot check
0: into that. <laughs> i just go every year and my doctor's like yeah you can't have it because it's made with egg i'm like who knew you know uh yeah, but and my, why egg yeah why egg i think it's like something to do with like how it's housed the like binding like yeah it's like
1: some weird thing
0: like that. David does not get the flu shot, but our daughter does get the flu flu shot every year, especially these last couple of years because our Mm -hmm. our pediatrician was like, you know, before like the, the, the COVID vaccine, before she was able to get that, Mm -hmm. he's like, it's a good layer of protection just for her to have the flu shot
1: just in case, because
0: once their immune systems are run down from one illness, they can, mm-hmm. you know, get another one a little easier. So he's like, just yeah. do the flu shot. So we did. We gave her the flu shot. She didn't have any, you know, any reaction or anything to it. How about no. with you
1: guys? Yeah, no, Phoenix doesn't do the yeah. flu shot. She's vaccinated um mm-hmm. pretty much for everything. I think we're a little behind with certain things just because COVID. Like I. She probably like needs a four shot. You know, Lennon is so behind. I mean, I think she's only had two shots her entire life just because Mm -hmm. she was under one years old when COVID hit and we were vaccinating on a very um, slow schedule, like mm-hmm. I believe in science, I believe that they work, but I don't, for me personally, I think giving four to five vaccines at once for me makes just doesn't make any logical sense for their little bodies. Mm-hmm. So I've always done like one, waited a few months, one right. waited a few months, and I guess there's risk in that. But for me, that feels a lot, m- makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so we had done one, waited a few months, one waited a few months and then kind of COVID hit. And then just everything was kind of shut down. I didn't even feel comfortable her going anywhere, but then, you know, she's been pretty safe because she hasn't been any, <laughs> she hasn't gone. She's been maybe for a walk. Yeah. Um, she's not obviously in preschool or, or daycare. Or
0: yeah. So she, okay, I got it. So it's like, that makes sense though, to do like the slower schedule. We did that with Bray too. Cause it's like, let their bodies sort of get through it. And, you know, let them kind of process it, but still mm-hmm. get it for them. So they're protected, you know? Um, but I think yeah, it's yeah, interesting yeah. because our kids did get the COVID vaccine. And I know a lot of people, they were saying mm-hmm. a lot of parents here. I don't know how it is in Australia, but in the States, a lot of parents have not taken advantage of getting their kids, the COVID vaccine.
1: So they're and look, I understand the fear, you know, I, I get it like some, I I, I, as everything that I've read, cause I try to really read peer reviewed studies and data um, from people who have spent their whole lives in medicine and science and yeah, a vaccine injury can happen. I think mm-hmm. that that's the first, I think a lot of this debate comes and like a lot of this anger from both sides comes from like feeling like people aren't heard Mm -hmm. And so I think it's important, like for us all to get on the same page, we have to have the conversations and have the debates or whatever Mm -hmm. they can be heated, but let's not like name call, but it's coming out of fear. Right. And, and everything is coming out of fear, fear of COVID fear of the vaccine. It's all based in fear. Mm -hmm. So what I say to that is like, yes, there definitely is a chance that your kid could be vaccine injured and, and there have been vaccine injuries, doctors Mm -hmm. and scientists will say that, but I also believe like what works for me and how I make my decisions is based on risk analysis. Mm -hmm. And I look at risk analysis and I look at, I think they're saying it's like one in a million chance that your kid can be vaccine injured, which means just say all the, every kid in the world got the COVID vaccine. there would probably be, I think like I know like 5,000 people that would be Mm -hmm. vaccine injured and that's a lot of people, right? But if 1% of the population died, that would be 17 million people dead. Mm -hmm. So, so based in that fact, that is why I decided to get my kid vaccinated is because Mm -hmm. of the risks, the long-term risks, which are worse than than the vaccine long-term risks is what I'm seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and so that's where I make my decisions is based on like, sure, can it happen to you? Absolutely. Mm. Is it likely? N- no. Right, <laughs> mm, agreed. You know, agreed. And, no, and I was nervous. Yeah. I got Phoenix vaccinated. I was so nervous that something would happen. It took a second. She didn't even feel it and she's fine, you know? And, and again, it's based in fear, but unless we talk about people's fears and they don't feel heard, then we're just gonna be at an impasse forever.
0: Yes. Agreed. And I I think you're very right when you say it's about the risk analysis too. It's like, if you're going to take one set of uh, percentages and things that could possibly happen, you really have to weigh it against the other side and also take like the percentages and the risks and what could possibly happen and Mm -hmm. make the most educated, you know, decision that you can. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times what happens is people start looking at one percentage, they are one number and they get really scared. And the voices are loud, right? And the they are are because if my kid
1: was vaccine injured, my voice would be fucking loud
0: too. Yes. Yes. 100%. Yes. And people hear one thing and then they get so scared. And then, you know, you keep hearing things after that and more and more and it snowballs and then people get frozen and they don't want to, you know, either don't do something Mm -hmm. or maybe do something that they didn't originally plan on doing. And so You're right. It is important to talk about it. Like we have to talk about all these things and suss them out. That's why I thought the Nini and the brain, the lady that we had, Nini Munoz, wasn't Mm -hmm. she so good Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. came on our podcast and she explained, you know, the, the data and the risk Mm -hmm. analysis of COVID and the vaccine
1: and Mm -hmm. all of these
0: really, really interesting, you know, health issues. So, um, yeah, she, I thought
1: she explained it really well. I think we've also forgotten, which I, I mean, I haven't been in a science class for like (laughs) 20 years, but I think we've also forgotten the basic science of what a vaccine does and what it is and what, how your own natural immune system creates antibodies against, I think the spike protein is what Mm -hmm. something about the spike protein is what's given to you. And so your body's like, Oh fuck, what is that creates antibodies that scientifically and data has proved is way more than if you just get COVID. Um, and so what happens is when your body then comes to co- into contact with COVID, it's like, oh, I recognize you, right? Mm-hmm. I recognize you, I have antibodies to fight you so you don't get as ill. And I think that's the point. I think that there's a lot of debate about like, well, if you get the vaccine, you can still get COVID, sure. But I think that, it's not I think, the whole mm-hmm. point of a vaccine is to keep you out of the hospitals, to keep right. you out of being sick. And the thing is like, it's a Russian roulette, right? Mm -hmm. some people it's just like a cold and it's just like the flu and it's they're so lucky they're lucky that you know if I drove to Kohl's right now without my seatbelt on and I didn't get hit I'd be super lucky right Mm -hmm. but if on the off chance I did get hit and I didn't have my seatbelt on it's going to be way worse than if I did Mm -hmm. and it's just a risk it's a risk that the Russian roulette chance of life of like okay I'm willing willing to risk that Mm -hmm. and so for me too and I'm going to ask you this like Do you find it hard when friends are on the other side of the conversation? Like, do you, because what I want to talk about this podcast, because we, we love everyone like from all sides. And I think it's important to say that like, you're safe here. And like, if you haven't got the vaccine, you're safe with us. Like, Mm -hmm. we just want to, I want to find out like how you converse with people who are on the other side than, than you are. So, you know, it's so interesting
0: that you say that because, you know, we got, we, we went through the initial, you know, vaccine process, David and I, we, you know, got mm-hmm. both of our vaccines, but then when it sort of came time for our daughter who's seven, you know, to get mm-hmm. the vaccine, we really sort of went back and forth with it. You know, we mm-hmm. really kind of, were talking about it. And then, you know, like, like we were saying before about hearing sort of external, um, people talking and things like that. Mm-hmm. We started getting a little bit clouded, like with
1: our yeah. process,
0: mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? We started listening and takes a big person to admit that, yes. do you know what I mean? Like a lot of people
1: don't say that.
0: Yes. 100%. I'll be the first to admit it. You know, we definitely, we, we actually had a debate between he and I about getting her vaccinated, you know, mm-hmm. we came to sort of like this disagreement and we really had to, Kind of peel back the layers a little bit and there were you know there were arguments and there was definitely you know mm-hmm. tension because you know we had two differing sort of opinions mm-hmm. for a while and it wasn't until she we really talked about it i mean it, it was even after she got the first vaccine like mm-hmm. just until this last week when she got the second vaccine like we really had to like suss it out and kind Mm -hmm. of come to an agreement. And so you could have, you would have gotten her first vaccine and then maybe not the second. That's kind of like actually the, before that, even we Mm -hmm. were, we were in disagreement about getting her vaccinated at all.
1: Of course. Yeah. But would you have stopped at one?
0: Um, I would have gone for the second one. I think Mm -hmm. David would have been a little more like, let's, let's wait it out and let's play it out, you know, and see like Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. the, the next like month or two goes. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is literature out there that, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's, it's, you know, valid or not, but there is literature that says you know, you can let them build immunity, you know, a couple months down the road and then think about getting the second one, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all over the place. I Mm -hmm. think that's what the problem is too. So we really Mm -hmm. had to, even just between the two of us, like kind of come to an understanding and it, like I said, the timing, I mean, it was literally just this past week,
1: you Mm -hmm. know, and
0: I sort of made the step to take her to get vaccinated, you know, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it was fine because it happened. I think he was just really worried about what could, you know, like her reaction to it and like mm-hmm. what it could do to her and all this stuff. But I, mm-hmm. then I think when he saw her, okay. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then, then he was more put at ease with it, but mm-hmm. it is a concerning thing when you're a parent, you know, you don't, I think for us too, for David and I, like we're more willing to sort of put our bodies out there. Like to test something more, you know, than to have our child, you know, like out there doing it. But it did, it was the right decision for us to get her
1: vaccinated. Uh I'm hard on friendships. I definitely have a friend who's, um, that for me, Mm. I'm cool with someone saying like, I don't feel comfortable, safe. And these are the reasons, Mm -hmm. you know, long-term effects. Great. When it starts to go down a very almost illogical path, like Wait. on the tip of the needles are my, like, how big is the needle? <laughs> Firstly, it was so small. I couldn't even feel it. Microchip going into my arm. And then, um, things like, uh, I thought, Oh yeah, that's so we had someone in a live saying that if I was, if I was vaccinated and I was near someone else, it could, it could come off my skin onto them. just like these things are just don't like when it starts to go down that road, I don't know how to communicate. And that's something that I need to learn too, because like, I want to be able to communicate with my friends and I want to be able to have these debates. And, you know, a lot of people are feeling like very divided in this Mm -hmm. whole circumstance and they've, you know, losing family members and losing friends. And it is sad. Like, But my husband's always been the guy that says, like, you're not going, nothing's going to change if we're constantly at war with each other in our own opinions and thoughts and, Mm -hmm. you know, ideas like the only way to change is to listen and to find out why someone feels the way that they do mm-hmm. and where their fear is coming from. Because I am the kind of person who's just like, oh, fuck it. I don't want to be in that, but I don't want to talk about it. Like, I like my opinion is right.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: all it does is like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't move us forward. And I feel like, especially right now in the United States, like we are so divided with our opinions and they are, a lot of them are opinions, right? They're not facts, they're opinions. And I always say opinions are like assholes. Everyone has them, but like, if you're going to have an opinion, you need to back it up with data, with fact, mm. with peer review studies, but you know we're we're on these opposing sides and it's just going to get worse it's mm. going to get worse before and if you believe in what the bible says like you know it says this it says this in the bible too mm. you know there will be this this divide you know mm. and it's like we've had this many times in history and we we're, we're reliving history mm-hmm. again and i don't believe it's going to get better i believe it's going to get worse before it gets better
0: oh god i hate that because it's like I feel like we've come through and you're right, it's like different points in history, but like, I remember like growing up, I feel like, you know, even though people had differing, like let's say political views or views on, you know, health or what have you, like there was a way to kind of talk it out and it was seemed much more civil than it does now where it it almost is violent, you know, and people are, the divide is so deep that I feel like back, you know, back then maybe there was a way to bridge you know, the two differing sides and come together in some way. But now I feel like there's not even a bridge
1: at this point, you know? And I feel like social media has also made it worse. Like, you know, I I was going to do this, this TikTok like the other day, and I'm probably going to do it, but I'm going to try to make it funny. But I was like, Mm. when did grown ass people, like get online and bully other people. Like, it's just so, I find it so childish. Like, why are we still so stuck in that child mentality? And I I, look, logically, I know through years of therapy that when somebody feels a lot of fear, Mm -hmm. then they go back to like the time in their life where they felt that the most fear. And normally it's around childhood. So they go back to that. So like, for me, like, I feel like maybe when I started to become successful in like entertainment. That's probably when I felt my most fear and professor. So so I go back to being about 16, 17, kind of that bitchy teenager. My husband had more of a harder upbringing. So Mm -hmm. he's probably like five years old. (laughs) So when he goes through things of great fear, he kind of just like, leaves you know like a five-year-old would just kind of storm out the door and I become like a bitchy teenager it's normally when you feel your most fears but oh. you revert back to like that age and so I feel like because there's so much fear right now in the world that like mm-hmm. everyone's acting like children like we're online and we're like you're ugly you're fat <laughs> you're a piece of shit I want to come over and like hurt your family it's just like we're adults mm-hmm. like we're adults and we like say to our children like treat people with respect and have an open conversation and debate and that's fine and like listen and hear people's like peer people out and then like people go online and they're just like meh I hate you you, you need to die it's like I, I when you really think about the concept you're like really <laughs> seriously and who has the time to do this and it's like, it- <laughs> <laughs> like you're at your high powered job and like, you're like, you've got 50 executives underneath yeah. you and then you go home and you're like, you you should die. You should hate yeah. yourself. It's like, who's doing this? Who's doing this? And you know, what
0: is also disturbing about that is that I bet there are a lot of them are parents that are oh, doing Of course
1: it. they are. And then like, when you go to their profile, it's like yeah. love light and being, oh. and you know, mama of two and two fur babies. And you're like, but you're horrible to me online.
0: Yes. Yes and you that's how miserable they are if they they're putting not much sort of time and effort and energy into like harassing it's somebody fear. it's but it's just like like tra- channel that fear into
1: something else or f- figure out yeah. where that fear is coming from and peel back. They don't have the tools. People don't go to therapy. They don't find out like, you know, it's such still such a taboo. It's like, we go, we exercise for our bodies and we do all these things for our health. And then we go, oh, mental health. We go, no, I don't need a therapist. There's nothing wrong with us. But therapy is just figuring out the way that your brain works so that you can function in the world in a better place.
0: Yes, it's like mental fitness, yes. You know what is so funny, Tam, and we were, I was talking to some friends, like this was probably last year and this was when David and I had first started couples therapy and I was, and it was actually one of his friends. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, it's so great. David and I are doing therapy. I guess he hadn't like told the friend or anything, but <laughs> right. I know because like, why would like, I feel like guys don't like talk about that so openly. And they're um, like, what therapy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what th- he was like, oh yeah, that's really good. But you know, my wife and I have never done that because we don't need it. And I was like, you probably
1: do. Everyone needs it. If you're fighting, if you're feeling like there's some kind of divide in the, like Sean and I just started therapy Mm -hmm. again and it's been so great. Like we don't fight during the week. Because we fight in therapy. <laughs> I, love it. Like I like write sure everything it. down for the week. I'm like fucking talking about this fucking talking about this fucking talking about this. But I'm not gonna fight with you right now. I'm gonna fight with you in fucking therapy. <laughs> I love it. Where like, oh, she can say I am right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! No, I'm so glad you guys restarted it because it really is so 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 good. You go and- every week. I go every week. So I, you know, I was doing it singly. So mm-hmm. David, and, okay. So here's what happened. So David and I were doing couple therapy. Then I went off on my own and I started doing therapy by myself. Mm-hmm. Now David, ha- and this is big because he's never done this. He's mm-hmm. doing his own therapy. Good. I need your therapist, by the way. Yes, I don't have yes, a single one.
1: I keep asking and then
0: Yes. Don't mm-hmm. ever
1: save the number. <laughs> <laughs> you will love him. He's on zoom. So it's perfect. Okay, good. Good.
0: Um, but yeah, so he started singly doing therapy this last week because he has some things he wants to, you know, kind of overcome. And mm-hmm. yeah, so I was really proud. So we both sort of are on these you know, past, we
1: want to kind of get better ourselves. And you have to before lights, you can come into a couple. Yeah. Cause a lot of our shit, a lot of my husband and I shit is communication. Yeah, And it's because we bring our own past trauma into every situation. So he'll say something and I'll be like, oh my God, he doesn't love me. And then I'll lash out. And then he'll be like, oh my God, she's lashing out. And then do you know what I mean? It's all the stuff that we both deal with separately. Yes. And then we kind of bring it into our relationship and it's just really frustrating
0: really frustrating and you know what else too we had this talk this past week and i said to him i go you know what because i've really had to work on this too myself i said you cannot love somebody else unless you love yourself first and i think Mm -hmm. for him that was a big eye-opener because he's just used to not really thinking about that and like yeah yeah and just kind of doing you know whatever external things he's doing and not really taking the time for himself. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you
1: need to like, love yourself first. You know, I need to be kinder to myself. I just realized there's such like, you know, my manifestation game has been off this month. I think it's just like, you know, it's hard, it's hard to manifest good things when like you're constantly like there's just so much chaos all the time, but that's, that's when you're supposed to do it. Um, And I just find like, I do have a lot of negative self-talk and I think that isn't healthy at all.
0: What like, you know, brought it, it ba- what like brought it more like to the forefront? Like, as far as like your negative. I not
1: really, you know, what? I'm not, not anywhere close than I used to be. I used to be right. really bad. Like, you know, you're a piece of shit type talk mm-hmm. now. It's just more like, um, Oh, your stomach, like we're going to have to deal with that at some point or like, Oh, mm-hmm. you're getting old. Like in a few years, you'll be old. <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <always. laughs> girl you've got some time (laughs) I feel
0: old though old in what way like old compared to other people or
1: old in general or old like what what feels I just feel like I want to be in my 20s (laughs) (laughs) it just seemed like you know what I probably was more unhappy in my 20s that's for sure but I just felt like you know, again, you know, because of my, my issues, like I put a lot of weight in like how I feel like I look, or you wouldn't, you wouldn't know that today or like my job because like that. See, there you me, go, you just yeah. said it. You wouldn't know today. I'm saying cause it's gross.
0: No, because you're saying, well, no, because you look, go- I mean, are you saying? No, I'm saying because I look gross. No, you're not. But that's it. See, that's the negative, negative talk. cell
1: talk. I'm like, yes. you know, I-, I care about what I look like. You wouldn't notice that today. See? You did it again. I know. Look at this mom bun.
0: Girl, <laughs> we have not, this is how we live. We live in mom bus. It's like
1: we can't get just, away. When I when you. I talk to you, I'm like, oh, that's right. You're in a mom I just, saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. I just couldn't give two shits, you know. No. But but there should
0: be, especially amongst friends, there shouldn't for be women. Like a, I think yeah. it's yeah.
1: I think for women it's hard getting older because and I said this, I had this conversation mm. with Sean. And I said, like, why do women start to become invisible when they get older? Like, and I don't need a guy to walk past me and be like, Oh, she's hot. Like, I don't Don't need that. Right. But I want to feel like, why do I want to feel pretty? Like, why do I want to feel attractive? Like, why? But what is it about society that has told me that I need to look young and pretty all the time? Like, I can't stand what society, what Mm -hmm. we've all done to each other. And then we've got young girls who are going to feel this way about themselves. Like, women, like, you look at Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. It's like by not doing any, it's, it's, it's just so fascinating. You look Mm -hmm. at Sarah Jessica Parker and the narrative is like, look at her. She's aging so fast. She hasn't done any, like she's never had Botox. So like Mm -hmm. look at her and she's having gray hair. And then you look at the other one, Kristen, and you're Mm -hmm. like, you know, I can't believe she's had so many fillers. So it's, it's like no matter where you sit, you Mm. can't win. If you get work done, then it's like, look at her, she's had work done. Mm. I guess guess the the thing is to probably just get good work. I don't know, like, I don't know what the, what is society asking us to do? Grow old gracefully or get work done? Because both don't seem to work for the narrative.
0: Yeah, I feel like there is a groundswell. I mean, I think the messaging is still off because we're not there yet, you know. I mean, we're hmm. still seeing images of, you know, women having you know, like dry- body positivity, but
1: right. we're only going to show people on billboards that even if someone's body is larger, they're mm-hmm. still photoshopped. Right, right. Do you know what I mean right. like their bruises are taken off or their dimple? What are their cellulite? It's still mm-hmm. photoshopped. It's
0: still photoshopped. So the message, it's like almost like a light, like a light, like they're trying to be like body positivity light you know what i well, mean or like body
1: positivity if i feel comfortable
0: with it yes 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 they that's it that's it they're like we well, don't want to make you know it, it, this could be uncomfortable to some people to see like how a woman naturally looks yeah and that gets taken body. down on social yeah. media
1: I mean, all the time you see you go to these accounts, you'll see Mm -hmm. women in literally like a straw over their vagina and it'll be like nothing gets taken down, totally Mm -hmm. fine. And you see like a larger lady with like everything out living her glory and those videos get blocked. Mm -hmm. I'm not joking, like they get blocked.
0: It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why
1: what is the threat? Like, why are people There's this phobia around it? There's phobia <sighs> around looking at women that aren't what this what society sees as perfect. Mm. We can't we can't do it. We can't visualize, we can't see it because we've been we've been pushed so many of those images as perfection Mm -hmm. images out that Mm -hmm. when we see something that to our our own eye that isn't perfect, Mm -hmm. we can't stomach it. But like, look at what it used to be like in the Renaissance. Like we used to have these larger voluptuous women, the women that were like too thin as they Mm -hmm. would say back there weren't considered sexy. So it's like, it's changed. The narrative has changed, but we can't stomach what a normal woman looks like.
0: Ugh, well then how do we how are we gonna deprogram this? I mean it's like because that it starts messaging. with every, the higher
1: ups, it I, starts with everyone, like everyone. every magazine person, every person who like runs a, a website, every yeah. you know, these social media apps, like you know, we all shouldn't look. I use mm. those filters half the time. Sometimes mm. I I make sure that I use them only half the time because mm-hmm. I feel like if I use them all the time, that I am sending out a bad message. So mm-hmm. I use them half the time, mm-hmm. but when I'm using them, I'm using them because I feel shit about myself. I'm not using them because I'm like, you know, Oh, I want to like, make you think I look this way. (laughs) I use them because I don't like what I look like in that day. Right. Right.
0: I mean, it's so, it's so hard. There's just so many different levels and so many different angles. And it's like, Yes, we have to get the higher ups to like change the way that they view, you know, what they see is marketable and what they think can make money. I mean, in all actuality, I mean, really, if you put somebody who looks like a real person, especially in clothes, to me, that seems like it would sell more than I don't think so. like a real thin model. But like when I look, okay, maybe this is just me. But when I look at a fashion magazine, and I see like, you know, a Cindy Crawford or somebody, you know, like who is a traditional, like beautiful model, like tall and thin, like, however, you know, that, that image is. I know that when I am looking at clothes on somebody like that, or Kaya Gerber, let's even say, I know that, the, that, that is not going to look like that on me. Yeah. Like, I just know in my head and my heart that it is not going to look like that. on me. I'm not like a, Five eleven, you know, a hundred pound mm-hmm. model. So to me, like when I look at some of these other websites, cause some of these other websites are doing it where they're putting, they'll have like the model, but then they'll have like somebody, maybe a little more curvy or somebody a little shorter, or, you know, they'll kind of do side-by-side photos. So you can see the same garment, but yeah. on different body types, which to me is m- more sellable than mm-hmm. if it's just on like The one kind of model type. I mean, I I don't think we're
1: all, I think these people are trying to sell aspiration. And I think that's the biggest issue. I don't think, look, if some of those websites are doing it that way, then that's great. But I, I think the majority of it is selling aspiration is selling something that you will never, like, there's certain things about my body that I'll never look like a certain person because that's just not the way my metabolism works. My body, no matter how much I work out or whatever, I'm not going to be this like tall, like ripped with like tons of muscle mass. That's Mm -hmm. just not going to be me. Mm -hmm. And yet when I see that Mm -hmm. there's an aspiration element to it, where I go, Oh, I should buy the protein powder. I should, Mm -hmm. you know, go work out at the new hot workout class. I should go, maybe down the line, like get my tummy tuck or whatever, Mm. whatever it is, because they sell the idea of like, Mm. this is aspiration. This is perfection. And then what's coupled with that, which I think is the most dangerous part Mm -hmm. is it's like, when you get here, Mm -hmm. you'll be happy. That's what they're selling. They're selling Mm -hmm. happiness, right? You Mm -hmm. will be happy once you get this body and this thing. And so we- We'll do anything we can Mm -hmm. buy it, diet it, starve it, Mm -hmm. whatever we can to look like that, because that is happiness. We don't go, oh, that's healthy. I want to be healthy. I want to be around for my kids. We don't think, I don't think maybe I'm wrong. I don't feel like women go, yeah, that person looks really healthy and I want to be that way. They just Mm -hmm. go, oh, I want to look perfect. Yeah.
0: You know what? But you're right. It's like, it, if that's the goal, if the goal is that happiness, that's where I think it could change as if we start being happy today with what we have. Right. Yeah. And so I think, because we've talked about this on this podcast before it's talking about, you know, focusing on the things we don't have versus th- focusing on the things we do have. So mm-hmm. I think that the way maybe we start changing this, cause I, I think too, like the powers that be above that control all these magazines and things are going to Mm -hmm. do whatever they're gonna do but i think the way that we can take control of it and like change Mm -hmm. it maybe just even for ourselves is if we start to be happy today like today now however my body looks however my muffin top is hanging right now because Mm -hmm. it is you know like and just like literally looking at like the bumps and, and i know it's hard it's not like it's an easy thing to do to look at especially if your body has changed, let's say from five, 10 years ago or what have you, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, post baby or whatever. And it is hard, it's not easy, but I guess it's literally looking at yourself in the mirror and just being like, you know what? I love this knee. It looks knobby, or it looks, you know, however <laughs> it looks. Like, no, no.
1: it looks like it's. I know. I didn't even looks, think about my knees until right. this year. I was like, "Why <laughs> is my knees sagging?" I thought it's just everything. When does but, that happen? It, it,
0: everything starts to go. And it gets and worse. It, <laughs> it just gets worse. It gets worse and worse. And it And it's like things that you just never ever paid attention to before. You know, it's like. Oh, you know, like this cheek or this chin, you know, like that. Yeah. Like, like the like jawline. Yes. The jawline's that's so tight And then See, we're doing it again.
1: We're saying see, jo- I, like maybe, maybe the jawline sagging is good. I mean, yeah,
0: maybe it is good. Maybe it is, you know, the body that you have has brought you to the place that you are now. And mm-hmm. if you're happy with where you are now, you know, with, with yourself, with your family, you know, with all the things that really matter. Mm -hmm. I think then that's saying something, you know, then that's something that we, maybe that's where we start honoring our bodies is saying, you know what, this body has brought me here to where I am today. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm generally in a happy place, even though I'm not, you know, a hundred percent happy all the time, all day Mm -hmm. is just saying like, you know, this body brought me here today and I am happy for that. yeah yeah. basic just basic you know like doesn't even have to be like you know even if you don't believe it i think sometimes like you say it so much that you start to believe it yes it's like the manifesting thing that we were talking about
1: i think it really like repetitive right can i say a side note because i know we don't have that much time but like did you see what happened with mark cuban oh no tell me what happened i am so in awe of this man. I'm so proud to be around while like, so he just launched a company that will give a hundred medic, like a hundred different types of uh, medications for like severe disease or things like cancer. Mm -hmm. He will give them, um, so like for leukemia medication Mm -hmm. for the month that normally costs about $9,000 a month, it's going to be $47 a month. Oh my God. Is he providing that for anybody who needs it? So, so he's so smart. So what he's done is he started a company. So he, these, these medications he can probably get for like, I I, look, I'm just speaking out of my butt, just say like 20 bucks, right? 20 bucks. For whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little bit above cost. So he's okay. definitely going to be making money. Like he's not a du- like a dummy. He wants to make yep. money, right. but he's not going to be making the astronomical fees, like the pharmaceutical companies. So he's buying, he's going to get all the medications and then it'll be like a little, a little bit, um, of a markup, but it'll right. be very, a very small markup. Cause I found out that like insulin in the States is a hundred dollars oh, yeah. a vial in, uh, in, um, Australia, I think it's like 20 bucks a month. <gasps>
0: Are you serious? No, you know what? Some of the the insulin here, people were not; they couldn't afford. They it. They, they move. Yeah. They have to move and try yeah. to go somewhere
1: else because they can't get insulin. It's so disgusting that people are dying because it's like a hundred dollars a vial in the states. Yes, because people are price gouging, like you're saying, and they're mm-hmm. trying to make this profit off of
0: sick people, of all people, to try to make a profit off of it, in that way. It's just, that's
1: and that's the one gross. thing that look, look, I, I don't think any country is perfect, right? But in Australia, it's like a thousand bucks takes, it's taken out of your taxes for the year. And like, it's all free. So like, if you go to,
0: if you get sick and go to the pharmacy, let's say to pick up medication, is it like, is that comped as well? Out of pocket,
1: out of pocket. It was, um, Sean had to get some something for him and the kids out of pocket. It was 20 bucks. I mean, Sean got a scan. Cause we like post COVID stuff. He got right. like a scan just on his body, like a scan going into yep. a scan place. Like think about how much that would cost in the States. It cost, oh, yeah. um 70 us dollars <gasps> to go get a scan and all the x-rays done and all that kind of stuff.
0: I mean, it's out of pocket.
1: So did, he have, <laughs> did he have to wait to get it done or was no, it somewhere mm-mm. he
0: could just call and make nope, an We just
1: walked in. <gasps> uh, he went dude. to a doctor here recently. Cause like yeah. he was just making sure he got blood tests and everything. Right. It costs like 80 80 bucks for all of it i mean that is <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> it's so crazy and look you pay for it in different right. ways but i would rather pay for it so in australia you pay for it like sometimes they will be like on the weekends there'll be like a surcharge if you go eat out or like okay. you'll notice that when you go to like um like target it'll be like mm-hmm. a couple bucks more right mm-hmm. but i kind of think like if you want to go to dinner and you want to go to a fancy dinner Uh, okay, I'll pay an extra 10 bucks to go to a fancy dinner because I chose to go to a dinner. Right. But like, I should be able to get my kids seen at any doctor at any time. Do you know what I mean? Like that to me makes sense. Like if you want to put little surcharges on things like, you know, alcohol's more expensive. Okay. Yeah. Like if I have to pay 20 bucks or 10 bucks more to go drink. Okay. Yeah. But if you're telling me that like, if my kid goes into the emergency that they'll be seen straight away and it will cost nothing, that's better for me.
0: Yes. No, well healthcare should not be a luxury. It
1: should be, that's it's not a luxury. That's an essential thing to have. And, and it's like, funny cause it, we, we talk about it like paying more taxes but with mm-hmm. a corporation here, I'm paying pretty much the same. So I, I don't know. Yeah. It's It's an interesting, you know we don't want to get too deep into this cause I know people have different opinions and ideas but I'm just saying mm-hmm. like, it's really nice to be in a place where you don't ever worry about being sick that no, even as a, even as like my kids are still getting their citizenship and stuff and they're still foreigners and they could go anywhere. It would not, it would not hurt us. See, I mean, there's something to be said for that because when
0: people are sick, the last thing they want to do is worry about the price of their medication or their treatment,
1: or, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no people in the street. There's no rubbish. Like you don't see any trash anywhere. I have not yet seen trash on the street. There's no homeless I've probably seen two homeless since I've been in Australia for seven months. And we've been to all different states. Wow. I, I honestly haven't seen any. You just have killer
0: man-eating insects and
1: formants <laughs> and- <laughs> Everything Fritter, else Fritter. will kill you. Yeah, yeah. Who needs it? Exactly? Yeah, it's like... Just- <laughs> Probably the anyone who wants to be homeless is like, screw that. I'm just going to go figure something out because I don't want to be on the street with these spiders. Homeless people can never contend with the varmints on the street. Yeah, we do do have all that. We have like the 20 deadliest
0: (laughs) bugs Bugs and snakes and
1: things. But it is fascinating when you're in another country, like, oh, wow. Like, I love America for so many reasons. The mentality of like, you can have you can literally change your life and make so much money. And that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I wonder on the backs of what, and, you know, it's important to have a proper minimum wage. Like no one can survive on uh, how much is it? Seven, eight Mm -hmm. bucks an hour. Like you just can't, you know, (sighs) and there has to be ways to do it. That just makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There has to be ways. I mean, for the quality of life, you know, I mean, there's gotta be there's gotta be a better way, but it sounds like Mark Cuban is making, making a yep. real dent in that because I know that for friends- him.
1: And I think yeah. once you get to like, I think he's worth like how many billion, like six yeah. billion or something I mean- like that, once you're worth that much money, it's like, at some point, and I'm sure he does give back, but at some point you have to do something that can change the world. You know what I mean? Like you have to, at some point, cause you can't, how many more jets can you buy? Do you know what I mean? Like, right. how can I now really make an impact, um, you know, for people's lives?
0: Yeah. And he seems like somebody who's grounded as well on top of it, you know, he's really a self-made person and struggled to get where he is. So I think that mm-hmm. that like, there's value in that, 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 you know, he learned along the way, you know, mm-hmm. and, and
1: maybe that's what's going to happen in the States. Like individuals with a lot of money are going to have to change the system. Like they're yeah. going to be like, okay, if, 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 you know, insurance companies won't do it, then single people, like yes, people and- who've got billions of dollars will.
0: Yeah, I mean, you even like you hear about even Bethany Frankel, who started a rescue, like a charity organization where she goes on and helps people in devastated areas like Haiti. And when there's been like a natural disaster, she just goes in, puts her, you know, her contacts together. They fly like usually a private plane Mm -hmm. there full of supplies to give to people. And it's like people like that, like you're saying people that have the resources stepping up, you know, singly and doing things. I mean, I think it even, I mean, that even goes to our earlier point about really like looking within ourselves and just being like, okay, I love this body, you know, like taking that, like a single person can -hmm. change things, you know, you yourself can change things. So it's like, it, I think it kind of all ties together a little bit, you know? Like,
1: yeah, don't yeah. feel like
0: daunted. Like, you one step, just take one step to make, mm-hmm. you know, your own life better, somebody else's life better. You can do it, you know?
1: And on that note, <laughs> we should probably finish the podcast. <laughs> and on that
0: note, oh, we nice. are done with you all.
1: Yes. All done. All done. All done. We're all done. I want to go good. wash my hair or something.
0: Oh my God. That's really like very you know, not (laughs) mom-like. Wait, I
1: haven't asked him, how's your sex life? (laughs) Oh my God. So
0: we had a huge come to Jesus. Well, this time- We had a huge sex session. (laughs) What happened was- You saw Jesus. You saw Jesus. You saw Jesus in the sex session. We both became vulnerable to each other (gasps) last week. And what yes. did you
1: say so we, i've never heard you be vulnerable even to me no,
0: I know, maybe a little it, not it, really. right no i think i have somewhat bit, like there's a little bit you no know, there's always like that wall up so <clears throat> we just had like a come to jesus like we just basically um we had like a disagreement and it went it tied into the whole self-love thing that i was talking about earlier about i said to him you know you really have to self-love because we were talking about like the communication problems that we have in our you know relationship and how like we usually just sort of you know both shield up and you know we kind of create that teflon wall and then you know we're just sort of we instead of like you know really trying to come to an understanding with one another Mm -hmm. we just attack each other and throw you know f-bombs or you know Mm -hmm. kind of fight back and forth like that and it really came to a head and i'm like Mm -hmm. you know we can't do this anymore like either we go one way or another because Mm -hmm. it's affecting you know our daughter and we really have to make that way so i think that that vulnerability Mm -hmm. is going to contribute to our much better sex sex life
1: yes (laughs) yes Yes. Yes. i've been having really good sex by accident so i think that's the key too (gasps) like i just by not thinking about it I'm just not like, we've been really in a good place where it's just not like for me, you know, how sometimes I can, you know, me, Roxy, I can get <laughs> yeah. very like, it's been four days. Like, yes, what's what? wrong with me? Why don't you love me? Kind of like that. It hasn't been like that lately. I think this has been so busy. So it's just been like, hey, do you wanna? Yeah. <gasps> do you wanna? Yeah. And then that's like when both people want to, it's great. <laughs> yes, totally. You know what? The, remember like we were talking about the manifestation thing and mm-hmm.
0: the thing you sent me earlier today when Mm -hmm. you're looking for something that isn't there, that's operating out of, you know, not having Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what you're doing is right. Then just letting it happen as it is,
1: you know, it's been wonderful. wonder. It's been great. I can't even, I don't even know, which is great. Like I I, usually, I usually am like, Oh, it's been four days, five days. I don't even know, you know, which is great. I don't know. I I know it's been recent, but I can't remember the days, which I think is healthy.
0: Yes. Yes. Instead of it, like being like, calendar reminder like Mm -hmm. that's totally true like letting it happen as it is
1: well till next time we have so many great guests this year guys please keep listening um I mean so many so many wonderful experts so many great actresses it's just gonna be great this year we need to manifest that tour and I'm gonna go off this podcast and start making some calls yes to my future (laughs) I love it 2022 is looking bright Amazing guys. Thank yeah. you so much. We love you. And, um, don't forget to rate, subscribe and comments. I am Taman Sursok. Oh no. What? Hey. <laughs> no. Um, Instagram. <laughs> Fuck. It's been a while. Instagram is women on top official.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Facebook is
1: women on top podcast. And don't forget our clubhouse group women on top. And- Amazing. And we're going to start doing some stuff on there. Yes. Um, I am Taman Sursok. And I am Roxy Manning. And we are (gasps) Women women on...